and welcome back to another edition of Inner World Podcast with your host, Mary Wynn. And today, do we have a doozy of a Thanksgiving film? Yeah, very, very good film. <laughs> oh, my God, I Adam. <laughs> oh, no. It starts. <laughs> Wow. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, that voice you hear is my guest, Julia Prescott. Hi. Uh, I know they, I, I broke the podcast no, rule no. of speaking. I could not. That was, that was, um, that was, you had that locked and loaded. Oh, I, I was it, very impressed. Well, I, was, I have been waiting to say That's it. the best use of that. Thank I can't. <laughs> from the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. I, I think I like. it took me a second to realize that it was from the movie because I was like, what are you talking about? It's because I blocked it out from my memory. Yeah. <laughs> Even they, though we're talking about it. They today. ended the movie with it, I yeah. believe, right? That was yeah. like with the last line. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh <laughs> it's encapsulated as one of the great last lines of a movie, right along um some like it hot. Well, no one's perfect. <laughs> I believe if you go to the Burbank AMC yeah. outside where they have those famous movie quotes, yeah, yes, yeah. I kid and no one's perfect. <laughs> no one's perfect. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the trifecta. <laughs> we're yes. beginning to start a beautiful friendship. Yes, yes. I kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the, the line that we're talking about is from the uh, 2011 Adam Sandler vehicle, Jack and Jill. Yes, of course. Uh, which in... Uh, technically didn't really bomb internationally. It just bombed domestically, which I'm very glad. <laughs> it didn't bomb internationally? No, it made, it's, it technically made double its budget back internationally, which but is in insane. which markets? I want to oh. know countries. Yeah, yeah I want to know, too. Did it I didn't say look, Asia? I, I, all I it saw wasn't on, an action movie, so it wasn't Asian. No, yeah. yeah. It must have been like... It was like, huge in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything with uh, Al Pacino in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, that makes sense. Well, we were just talking off-pod about um, Japan and Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when my husband and I were there for our honeymoon, we discovered... it was We're fans of the Fast and the Furious yes. franchise. Him a little bit more than me. I'm more of a fan of the fact that they are painstakingly um, committed to continuity between the movies. Like it is Star Wars level yeah, that they're yeah. like, remember this one part in Tokyo Drift? Well, here it is again. And like yeah. and people go wild for it. But while we were in Japan, we realized that they love Fast and the Furious as oh. well. Maybe because of Tokyo Drift. I'm not sure. I'm- but when we were there, whatever movie the last one was, it was like Ice Hall. But in like big Fast and the Furious letters or something uh, like that, like ice drift, nice. ice job, so it was like or a something. Knock, knock off Fast. And no, Furious. no, no. It, that was the translation. Oh, yeah. Oh. So we, we discovered they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> and we also, while we were there, uh, kept walking around being like, where did they shoot Tokyo Drift? We want to see that parking garage. And then it was like in Silver Lake. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, the film was directed by Dennis Dugan, who also worked with Adam Sandler on better Adam Sandler movies, which is right. Happy Gilmore, um, da- Big Daddy, and then... The lesser ones, like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Right, which I have not seen, so I cannot comment oh, on a, if they are lesser. See, that w- is definitely a worse film than this. Wow. I would say. Oh, yeah. That is a worse film than this. May I ask, is it because it is 
not edited well for gags per minute. Uh, because this one's edited with, for gags per minute so well. It's like a 30 Rock episode. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. It's, that's what people keep saying about Jack and Joel. That it's exactly like a Robert Carlock Tina Fey joint. Um, and so that's why I picked it for today's episode. Yes. Um, I, I just know that that is a tendency of our uh, Sandman yes. um, in question. Uh, yeah. Which is fine. I think we all have an Achilles heel um, of our own, you know, respectively. So yeah. I, I don't fault him entirely for it. No, he, he, this is like, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry has so many problematic areas in it. Right. That this one is severely tame, more tame. Right. Than, than yeah. That. Because it is largely homophobic. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Mostly I like, understand. Oh, well, guys, we're getting married. Whereas, Whoa, crazy. Whereas, yeah. It's, I think a lot of lesser Adam Sandler movies um, probably suffer from like a 90s sitcom kind of gay yes. panic, which mm-hmm. is weird because they yeah. were not made in the 90s. Um, and I think that probably the reason why Jack and Jill by comparison is better. The only problematic areas, and we'll get into it, yes. is um, body shaming and yes. mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess like conventional beauty shaming yeah. and um, also uh, animal cruelty. Oh, oh the damn parrot, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking tamed. about a lot of it. Yeah. Like oh, the, the kid that they have, the adopted kid who's constantly taping things to his oh, back and he's taping the parrot yeah. to his back. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I was watching this with my husband who is a very big animal, kind-hearted person. Oh. And so maybe he was picking up on it a little bit oh. more than me and that's why. But he kept being like, oh my God. Like <laughs> He goes, whoever wrote this movie just thinks animal cruelty is the funniest thing in the world. Because <laughs> it was the punchline so many yes. times. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're, you know what? They did. They will be like a somber moment, and then cut to the bird getting yes. hurt for something or getting yeah. drunk or something. Well, yeah. because and and he's not alone in this, the Sandman. But I think that let's call him that for the whole show. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Mister Sandman. Sandman. Um, he's not alone in this, but I I think that he very much likes a punchline of like nonsensical physical violence, mm. and and now so by proxy, animals are are getting that same treatment. Yeah, yeah maybe that makes it's a lot of sense. that South thing where they're like we make fun of everyone and right. everyone is equal don't ask us for our politics um he make he shoves everyone yeah. and makes everyone. everybody yeah physically <laughs> i have them launch into the sky and fall through a freaking i don't know um he almost had al pacino i swear to god i thought at the end he was going to like lose a hand over a ceiling fan <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at oh, so good. Um, and i know we're gonna bounce around but yeah. uh, al pacino deserves an oscar for this movie. It's, he's, Al Pacino he's, he is has, playing the shit out of Al play, Pacino. He's playing the show. shit out of Al Pacino. I want to give yeah. an honorary Oscar to him uh-huh. and I want to give an honorary Oscar to Katie Holmes. Yes. I think that she is really showing up to work in a way that um, was not asked of her. No, no, no. absolutely not. She's I, great. Such an unutilized like, like, talent and actress in this. I was thinking about it. Like I was like, man, he, like, he gave so many lines to Jill and I was like, this is terrible like I've never seen anybody write a line for a woman like this, and then I realized none of the women are well written yeah. in oh, this no. movie at all. Like, yeah, in the, a lot the of his films, young girl is seen and not heard. Yes, the young boy has weird tape stuff. Yes, which There's, was never resolved. Never resolved. I mean, not like it was an arc that needed to be resolved. <laughs> I wanted to know why. I'm <laughs> just so grateful they didn't get super racist, only lightly racist. Yeah, yeah. But also, this film, I, we'll touch on it a little bit more, but. Also, it casted so many problematic people in it. Like yes. Jared, so Jared from Subway is oh, in this film. Yeah. And Johnny the Shan- Depp. 
and Johnny Depp. Yeah. And um, Shamwell Guy. Yep. Yes. There was yeah. just so many things. What was Shamwell Guy's crime? He uh, beat a sex worker. Okay. Yes. You know what? That's I, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> With a Shamwell? <laughs> no, he didn't use the product. <sighs> well, that's even worse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. So uh, the budget for the film was $79 million, which is insane, right? Oh, well, you know, where maybe, I guess it would be a fourth of it went to Adam Sandler because he got what? paid $20 million for this film. Oh my God. He that got sucks so much. <laughs> I was going to say, and they basically made a commercial for Royal Caribbean Cruises. Yes. And so, you know, they got that kickback. And oh, yeah. Yet. And yet, 20 mil, that's insane. Yeah, insane. I'm not happy about that. So the domestic box office for it was $74 million. Okay. And it, it made double its money back internationally. I don't know how. Don't yeah. ask me where. But it did. It was like a, a DIY comedian's comedy tour. It yeah. broke even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at this point, let's get into our pitches. And um, I, my pitch is just to fucking make a Gap Girls film. This was basically a Gap right, Girls film. Right. right? Yeah. It was just like missing, obviously. Um, Chris Farley. Yeah, Chris Farley. Farley. Though his like, brother was in it. One of his brothers was in it very really? briefly. Yeah. I think... What's his name, Brian or something? The taller guy. He was just he'd like was delivered he in that a sideline together on MTV. Yes, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Boy yeah. band yes, one. Yes. He was the older one. I was deeply into together. <laughs> I love that show. I fucking loved it. I also wasn't sh- ever sure that that boy that had cancer didn't actually have cancer. It's a whole other a whole other podcast. Yes, no. <laughs> he passed away. No, he did, no. and I was so sad. So he actually. Oh my he god. He actually passed away. And okay, quick story. I remember this is really dark actually. Um I around the time that that happened, I was making I grew up in the valley and I um was making a real play to be on camera talent. Nice. Um so I got 500 headshots and surprise surprise I have 450 still <laughs> in my mother's garage Heck if anyone yeah. wants one nice. you got you'll physical see, headshots yes you'll see a 13 year old who looks 26 and in, <laughs> in a bad way um, and uh, and I remember going to just a cattle call audition and they were like just stand in front of the camera and like say something say your name and like say something about yourself and whatever and for some fucking reason i was so torn up about this celebrity d-list celebrity that i barely knew passing away it was very sad yeah. it was very yeah. very sad that i decided to make this my moment to say into a camera that nobody was really operating how sad i was about this man's passing <laughs> and i believe the PA, the hired day player PA was like, uh, okay. (laughs) And then I just moved on and didn't get a call back for some reason. (laughs) She has such range. I know, but in that moment, I think I was just like, I was such a grandiose, precocious kid that was just like, this is my time to really let America know that I'm hurting. (laughs) And they need to know it. Um, Well, you had a platform, you took it. I had a platform. And speaking of platform, this is the platform perfectly for right now. Great, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so the Gap Girls, that being your pitch, I think is a fair pitch. Mm. I just, to me, my pitch to kind of hop on that, it goes to a bigger question of um, that's more existential. Uh. Why any of this? 
I desperately, as I was watching this, and it was interesting that there are Don Quixote references in yes. this movie because it kept making me think of that great documentary. Um, I think it's, is it Man of La Mancha? That is the documentary about, um, what's his face? Uh, the director, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam trying to make a Don Quixote mm-hmm. um, uh, movie adaptation and failing miserably. But it's a compelling documentary because it's all about this, like, and yet this artist persisted kind of journey which I love. I, I uh-huh. really love the movie Ed Wood as well. And I consider mm-hmm. um, Ed Wood as a character, not so much as a man because we're all fallible, but as a character, I find him to be very compelling and inspiring because he was given literally every obstacle and persisted and was like, no, I'm going to make movies and fuck you. And and I often think about that as like a spirit to channel when I'm in the you know pits of comedy writing. Um, and so going back to the Man of La Mancha documentary, I would fucking kill. I would kill. What do you want from me to see a documentary about the making of this movie? <laughs> and, and, and even if it was just 30 minutes of a phone conference that somebody accidentally taped on their phone where they pitch uh-huh. it, I would love that. Yeah. I would just love for that to be the movie. Um, I, so I think that's how you fix it. You just make it a documentary about kind of like um, the rumors of that Jerry Lewis movie, the Hitler clown yeah. Yes, how it got burned. It's in a vault somewhere that'll never be released. The best outcome for this movie would have been if it had started and then stopped production and was put into a vault never to see the light of day. And then they made this amazing documentary about it Mm -hmm. and it becomes kind of like a disaster artist for Adam Sandler. What's the um what's the film that's about apocalypse uh, apocalypse now it's like under the same oh, vein Oh yeah uh, yeah I forget darkness. the title uh, Yeah I think it's like into the darkness or something Something like yeah. that which would have been like the same thing Yeah there's a lot the this, there's yeah. this genre is very wide um, <laughs> <laughs> people love seeing other people almost do a thing and I know that that's not a genuine pitch um, for this movie because it doesn't fix what we saw you No know, no or endure No we no we've had a everything. pitch like yes. yeah that's yeah We've yeah. gotten like wild pitches like we did serenity uh that oh one. that's a good one yeah, yeah. yeah. i then, mean in a lot of ways yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh our guest uh rachel marsh she was like i just want a like a netflix choose your own adventure version of that oh movie. that's good yeah well i think that like the pitch for this movie it's it's just so like it goes back to what the core concept of the mm. movie is that adam sandler plays identical twins and it's interesting because it doesn't start bad. No, you know? yeah, no. I thought it was great. Like yeah. the first couple, of, I was like, "This is fine." Yeah, yeah, totally fine. It has a very when Harry met Sally homage yes. going on of real quote unquote real twins <laughs> um, talking about their twin experiences, yeah. mm. and then it goes in. And and I will say, like as far as like setting up what the world of this sh- movie, I was going to say show, <laughs> the, what the world of this movie is, and like landing on our two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that it does a fairly good job and sort of like easing us into that yeah. um but there were just gags that were left on screen that never really were paid off or explained um early in like the home video footage quote unquote yes. um we see them as babies mm-hmm. and the jill has like a very large behind that's never really <laughs> um addressed and in the moment it feels like a very weird norbert or norbit yes. Yes. um you know deleted 
scene. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like it's interesting because when Adam Sandler shows up to work as an actor, and even in this, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's I, playing it very strong. Yes. But then with Jill, he's not at all. So it's just this really weird, like, totally off, you know, yeah, process. Like, but the weird thing to me was that I felt like the boy Adam Sandler like you can look in his eyes and it's a little dead it's mostly like he's just there for the money almost mm-hmm. but then for Jill he had like kind of like this so much energy, energy. Yeah. like yeah. it was just really weird and like it was very clear that he was having a little more fun you know what I mean as Jill but maybe I'm like perceiving it differently because I I was craving more female <laughs> right. looking for the wrong in the wrong direction in that sort of way yeah but yeah like after um, like when you were talking about how like the whole video and then it just cuts straight to his job right like jack's job as a commercial director with regis philbin i know and this scene was great i like it <laughs> yeah this scene, this scene was great well and dana carvey's dana there yes. the puppeteer there's just and nick swartzen's there as uh, his um assistant, assistant. Yeah. and uh as i was watching with my husband he goes man they wasted so much budget on that great puppet only to use it for two seconds and it means nothing it's <laughs> like yes babe we all work in TV. And uh, <laughs> my biggest qualm with um, the job that Adam Sandler's character has and all of that is how is he a goddamn millionaire? Yes. His house is huge. Yeah. His property is huge. It's got a fucking forest. It's got to yeah. go to the woods <laughs> that they reference multiple times. Yeah. And that was like the craziest part as somebody who's native in California. Oh, it where was are weird. the goddamn woods? Yeah. yeah. It, it looked like sequoia trees almost it was insane yeah it was like he's so rich he planted it on his own sequoia forest it's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. but it, it to me it also felt so like fake forest wizard of oz right yeah. Where like oh now we're stepping into what is obviously a soundstage but it's it, the set of enchanted yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but then he's got that all to what to set up that there's a homeless man that we can check in on yes that we're dying to check in on well, i think that's that's a thing so this is technically a thanksgiving film yes and when i when you said this was a Thanksgiving film, I was like, okay, this is going to be like the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah. It briefly touches on Thanksgiving. Yes. The timeline is wild. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So uh, we start off like it's Thanksgiving and Jack has to go pick up his sister Jill from the uh, the airport at 4 a.m. in the morning. And it's like this, this the weirdest airport I've ever seen. It's yeah. like completely empty. And um, he walks in. He She's there. And the first thing I noted, because I'm a huge like drag drag race fan i was like couldn't couldn't anybody on set like been like oh she needs hip pads like she doesn't i know like it was just super weird top heavy and very like masculine yeah you're right and but her hair was great yeah (laughs) that's a good point i I, well i will say that like the drag race fandom was not strong when this came out Mm -hmm. and maybe drag race technology was not there (laughs) though i mean i say that now i think just the prevalence of it being in the main stream yeah. probably mm-hmm. the basic bitches yeah. uh, like <laughs> on set were not privy to yes. it yeah. but you're completely right yeah. yeah i was like the shape of it was just so weird of her of jill herself like was just so strange and like like totally a dude but he the way he was walking in heels i was pretty impressed with yeah yeah i mean he did a good job i mean can we talk about the positives first yes <laughs> um, <laughs> of which there are a few like we said al pacino is acting his ass yes. off that was very great uh-huh. so I, funny i'd heard that before and i had seen that um clip isolated 
related of the Dunkachino thing. So yes. that was kind of uh, spoiled for me, uh-huh. but it was fine. I was happy to see it again. And it was a good uh, marker of, oh, we have uh, still more movie left. I haven't seen Dunkachino. <laughs> oh, uh, the best part about this movie is that it's um, an hour and 30 minutes. Very yes, quick. I very- love it. Love yes. a good short film. Give, give me more. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, like, what can I say? Watching as much as I'm like, how do they have this house? I like a good house. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, you know what? It I was, was nice to look at. I think she cuts to like her sleeping out. Or it's, it's it, there's like a wide shot of it. And I was like, oh, it's the Spanglish house. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, part of the Spanglish universe. Yes, it's a, yeah, it's a, wow. yeah, it's the, where S, he, the SU. Where Taya Le- Leone left him, and then <laughs> yeah. now he like it discovers. And, and then shortly after, he started dating Katie Holmes, yes. and yes. then dated her, whose name escapes me now because Ooh. she's yeah. so forgettable in the movie. Three lines total. She probably did a day on the set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <sighs> she, uh, you could see that like her life has taken. A lot of life out of her. Yeah. Katie home. Her name <laughs> was Erin. Erin. Oh, yes, oh right, God. Yeah, and I don't know. It, it deserves. Uh, it to me, it's not. I will say another slightly positive, slightly negative, but it's not like a bad story yes. per se. You know, like I could see someone pitching this and being like, Adam Sandler plays both like brother and sister mm-hmm. and you know she's coming over for thanksgiving their mom just died she'd been taking care of their mom yes. she's going to be all lonely and that's a very relatable thing there's usually an adult sibling that mm-hmm. is the caretaker in that way and i've seen it happen many times and it's very sad so then what do you do um when you don't particularly have a strong relationship with that sibling yeah so it's like she comes for thanksgiving he's already dreading it and then she buys a one-way ticket to stay right and so Mm -hmm. then that becomes you know like uh his burden and then their uh birthdays are around new year's so he's like okay we're gonna celebrate our birthday around new year's but then you're gonna go yeah i'm gonna go and then new year's comes because they're about to go it's like all these weird ticking clocks that start happening but back to the good version to pitch this it's like okay so it's it's about siblings coming together and loneliness and you know persevering as a family despite all you know but then it's just riddled with really off jokes and gags that are so racist and offensive and this this is what he's done in his later years he's gotten really good at sentimentality yeah and i feel like his jokes have like he's matured in like emotional level Mm -hmm. but his jokes have stayed like 1992 yes like uh you know uh the opera man level yeah. joke. Right, right. Where it hasn't like matured along with it. Yeah. Unless somebody else writes it or something. Yeah. You know, I like as I was watching this, I would have been like, okay, if it's 2019 and I was like pitching the story with Adam Sandler still there as like Jack and Jill, I would have loved to have like seen Jill be like a tra- transitioning into a woman. And like, I, you know like- what? I kind of felt that was, I felt that vibe too. It would have been fine. Like, yeah, like why did you just make him a man or something then? Yeah. Yeah, and then, mm. like, as she's, uh, like, this is, like, this transition part, and then add the emotionality and take away, like, all those, like... And, as, like a, as a trans person, yeah. you're saying? I don't know if... I don't know. I don't yeah. think that that would have been elegantly handled in any version <laughs> oh, of Adam yeah. Sandler that no. we've seen. And I think that... Sorry to immediately shoot no, it down. No. Sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> you know like, what? It, it would have been Chuck and Larry, but worse. Because yeah. it would have been, like, yeah. way I out think, of their I think purview. it would have been worse. I, I, I mean, I... It's a... 
It's a shame that his sense of humor seems kind of frozen in amber in a mm-hmm. way. Um, but, you know, when he's good, he is good. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard. And there are moments in this where, you know, like the very cartoonish physical comedy when you don't see it coming is very fun. Mm-hmm. I haven't even mentioned that Shaq is great in it. He's so <laughs> funny. two <laughs> seconds, he's wearing a wig. He, he literally chews like, the scenery. He yes. literally chews a huge ham. <laughs> and it's very fun. Yeah. You know, it, it just feels like a lot of first draft ideas cobbled together. Yeah, and it it, it definitely is like that uh, Adam Sandler, he wants to go on vacation, yeah. go yes. on a carnival cruise sort of thing, and like right. wrote everything based around that kind this of idea. The sec- a second Adam Sandler film where one of the plot points is they go on a cruise. <laughs> really? What was the other Transylvania one? Transylvania Two, I think that they doesn't go. count. <laughs> that does he not. doesn't physically get on a cruise, but it is. Boat. It does go on a cruise. I, I know for sure that I. What I've heard is that blended was the reason yes. why that happened was because he wanted to go on vacation with his family. Yeah, with his family. All right, yeah. so he's operating from a Rat Pack kind of mentality. One hundred percent. Yeah, he's like, I got two weeks. What are we doing? Ocean's Twelve. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess Woody Allen's later years. Yes. Wanting to go to Rome. Different and, cities. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. So. So we we were talking about like the Thanksgiving dinner and like we're getting we're getting introduced to like the family a little bit, including the adopted son who is the taper. He's just constantly taping himself. And then the daughter who's like I think they were trying to do like a storyline where the daughter is a little different too. Yeah, but it's barely realized. Yeah. Like What and- was her thing? Where she was dressed as her dolls. Oh, right. Yeah. Which one are you? Oh, yeah. you, is that you, the doll? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And then, um, and then uh, Aaron's parents, who are kind of like these yuppies who take in a homeless person <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it was just so, it was just like such a wackadoo, like ungrounded scene. Mm-hmm. And um, funny, though. It I was pretty it. funny. Like the way Jill was pretty funny in yeah. this, I yeah. had to say. Like I, I can't remember the specific jokes from this scene. That was one of the jokes. I, no, that's not it. Yeah, um, yeah. They're yes. like, no, no. Uh, it's the one about where it's he's, a wonderful life. It's a yes. wonderful yeah, life. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a fun yeah. joke, I guess. And then her passive aggressiveness, her cluelessness. You can see why she is someone you would not want around mm-hmm. and would detest uh, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jack is also not very redeeming in any of these scenes. No. He's just being straight up mean. And, Such a dick to And him. the thing, going back to animal cruelty, what really makes us go, fuck Jack, is when, you know, she's got the parrot, which first of all is fucking insane. Travel <laughs> with the parrot. I mean, it's so, there's so many things that are so obviously set up for a gag. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, something weird is going to happen with the parrot. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's driving her back from the airport and and, you know, smirks right. to himself like, he always gets it. He always gets it. <laughs> and then he turns on the AC and it, like, blasts onto the parrot in a way that hurts it. Yeah. Obviously. And so you're just like, oh, my God. Like, stop. What the fuck is this movie? Well, I don't know. This is totally relatable. You never, like, hate somebody so you just mistreat their pet. You never, you never do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I okay. Tell me more. <laughs> and how I can leave this scene. <laughs> 
So after this, um, after the dinner, Jill like runs away in in like kind of a huff because um, it's very clear that Jack is very passive aggressive towards her and stuff, and and she goes to the the woods that we were talking about the the woods of the Los Angeles. Woods. Yeah. Such a hard cut, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and it look you know um, the more I think about it, the woods kind of look like it was from um, a hot rod, like where oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. like cooking the around. Same set, yes, maybe. Yes. Um, so she, like, reveals that she's going to stay until Hanukkah at at the very least. And, like, and then it cuts to this weird... Oh, um, before that, they, we actually get introduced to Felipe, the gardener. Yeah. Who is the one person of color in this movie mm-hmm. who constantly makes these very so strange jokes. It is so bad. It doubles down on being racist. Yes. <laughs> it is really wretched. Yeah. Because, oh, it's just, you can tell it was written by white people. Oh, yeah. It's not good that it's a white person's Mm -hmm. movie and this is the only depiction of a person of color, even though it is a Hispanic actor Mm -hmm. portraying this person. They're saying egregiously racist things about, like, having, you know, like, swum over across, you know, the sea and all this stuff. And no, I kid, I kid. So it's like. That was the messed up part is like, I don't know, like, it would be a. Terribly racist joke, like setting up like, oh, my, you know, my mom came over from the over the fence or something like that. And it's like letting that rest. I kid. That means you're. It's okay if you joke because I'm actually joking. Yeah, it's like so. If that, that was anybody's that. experience, yeah. then it's not real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It just is is so weird, and I bet there's some explanation from the people who made this, whether it was the writer, director, Sandler himself. I'm not sure of like maybe somebody that they knew in their life would make these jokes. Yeah, and they were Hispanic themselves, and yeah. so they're like perhaps thinking, well. I actually have somebody that would do this, so it is real, so therefore I can Let's put it, it in. Yeah. I mean, that's me extending a very long leash to yeah. them yeah. in a way that they do not deserve. Yeah. Nope. But it is, yeah, crazy. It is insane. And then we cut to like a, a weird montage of like how Jill is spending her time in Los Angeles, which includes killing a horse when she gets yes. on I I laughed at that. No! That's bad. It was fake. But that's that level where I'm like, don't fucking do that to me. I will also say... Because it was so bad. It's dumb. It's the dumbest joke. I know, but I... You can like it. I give you permission to like it. But it falls in the same category as for some reason there is a trend and there's a little bit of this in, I want to say, Neighbors. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of this in like Office Christmas Party of the like atrocious, cartoonish, physical, um, you know, like calamity. Something happens with Neighbors. It's he shoots through the ceiling yes. because of the airbag oh, in the right. chair. Yeah, yeah. And off his Christmas party, he flings across the barrister right. or the banister and, and um, you know, falls in, in a stunt that should kill him. Right. And you, then he gets up like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I saw that once, that would be fine. Right. It, the fact that it's a trend now it's, and yeah. we see it where it completely dismantles the reality of this movie. Right. Not like there was much to stand on, mm-hmm. but it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You broke a horse. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, the way that the legs are bent is so impossible. Yeah. yeah. Or a horse, especially. I yeah. can't. There's uh, a lot of, that's like the first of 
many of those like yes. insanely Looney Tunes like yeah. level of jokes. Looney yeah, Tunes like including right. en- which ends this montage is her going on to the Price is Right, yeah, and then spinning the wheel. <laughs> Drew Carey is on the uh, uh, on this sh- a movie, and she spins the wheel so hard that it hits her in the face and knocks her out. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, Drew Carey, if we're gonna t- go back to positives, he has a really great line read where he goes, "All right, let's just give her a bunch of prizes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yes. And then at home, Jack is working while like Jill is riding on her jet ski, which was pretty this funny. Another Looney Tunes level joke. Yes. What the fuck? How did she get? Oh, because she How- won a jet ski. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's right. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. But in the moment, I was like, why the fuck does she have a jet ski? Did in they- the pool. In the yeah. pool. <laughs> yeah. Did they cut a line where the kid's like, and she won a jet ski. Like, right. If somebody pitched that scene to me, I'd be like, all right, she rides. I don't know. Still, even though I'm yeah, saying yeah. that, I'm like, ah, I don't like it. It's pretty crazy. She yeah. flies like like a uh, level of like through the air and somehow does like a backflip on top of that and then lands on uh, oh, an umbrella and yes. smashes that. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. And then we cut to like a film because uh, she's there with her family and like it's kind of re- revealed how like similar Jack and Jill are. They're like very mannerisms yeah. are very like the same. And like it was just and then it cuts from like it was kind of going towards something more like uh like familial because like the son was like the realizing that they're both like very similar and yeah. very related. Oh god, and the then, movie scene is yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, Jill my. picks up a phone call. And Insane then, that she yes, does. Yes. Insane. Yeah. More and, insane than the fucking horse. <laughs> I will say. Insane that she doesn't hear her family inches away pleading with her to yeah. turn off the yeah. goddamn yeah. phone. Yeah. Or like stepping out or something. Well, like, this, this is like just... the. This is where the character gets like unrefined to me. It starts because it seems like. Because I grew up listening to Adam Sandler like. Uh, uh, albums and stuff mm-hmm. it's almost an impression of his mom his yeah. like mom grandma character yeah. and this is where it's like a bleeding of like which one is it because this is more of like a mom like joke yeah. or you know like mom would talk in the like yeah where is where is this woman from like why why is she they're so out same, of touch they're the same age exactly and yet they're playing up the geriatric jokes exactly so much yeah also if we're going to talk about jokes and the games <laughs> We've all been to UC. We've all taken classes 101, baby. I will never see those $400 again. Um, If the prices have raised. And they have raised. Wow, I am dating myself. I think actually minus $375. Anyway, yeah, got in on that discount. (laughs) But like the game they're playing with Jill is she is ugly. Mm -hmm. And yet... More than one person thinks she's attractive. You know Al Pacino what? thinks she's attractive. Um, Felipe thinks she's attractive. Yes. And then someone at the, the party, the party yeah. thinks she's attractive. Mm-hmm. So that's three people. And if you're going to do the joke that she's ugly and yet one person likes her, stick it to one person. Right. Yes. yes. And then they play up the geriatric stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then like the gross out humor stuff too yeah. is like so weird. And I don't, it's just like, there are so many different, like, how are we supposed to feel about Jill? Like, yeah. who, who is this character? Like, she's just like, they're really painting her as like a quote unquote monster. Yeah. That Katie even like on a nice date. Like holding her farts. Yeah. Oh my god. Just because she ate, was it chimichanga? Chimichanga. Which is not some a traditional dish, by the way. (laughs) It's not something you would eat. (laughs) I'm gonna say 
this is going to shock the room, but scatological humor and me do not mix. No. Yeah. I am not a fan. I am shocked. No. You're, sh- you're a guest. <laughs> but that is where I feel my most NPR. <laughs> that is when I feel my most buttoned up top. I am wearing a yes, shirt that is. is buttoned up to the top. But that is when I am most like, can we get Warren Olney in here? God damn it. You know, can we get Ira Glass to make us muse to ourselves quietly? <laughs> God, fuck. Is this all there is? You know, I watch scatological humor and I'm just like, no. Even as a child, yeah. when Captain Underpants was all the rage, I went, I care not. And you know what? There was a teacher that encouraged those books and I lost respect for them. I'm telling the goddamn truth. So you take me to a movie and you tell me I'm supposed to laugh at a freaking chimichanga fart joke and a Another character who is the love interest finds that charming and makes them essentially, if we're going by story math, fall further in love with them. Ah, ah, no, not happening, not invited to the party. Move on. (laughs) She just left. She just like walked out of here. There you go. Oh man! Used to be a space 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 Um, So I like as we mentioned before, like the Al Pacino of it all. Yes. Um, He. Oh my God. Yes. Another thing. Sorry. Uh, No. no. I feel like I'm dominating this conversation. (laughs) But here's another thing of play one fucking game. Yes. He is on stage doing some Shakespearean shit and somebody's phone goes off right. and he loses it. Mm-hmm. And that is what convinces Jack's character that he, Al Pacino, is desperate enough to do a commercial for yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. Great. His career or yeah. Great, 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 yeah. great, great. That works for me. Mm-hmm. Then this motherfucker's own phone goes off during the same performance or whatever, yes. the same production. Yeah. He picks it up. And then has a whole conversation. Pick a fucking lane! Okay? <laughs> like, god damn it. What is just make it a simple joke and not be completely betraying what yes. we know about this character? Wouldn't you argue, though, this is like showing how much he's into her, though? If it sets up the fact that she he hated it so much that when she calls, he's so desperate to, like be with this woman that he's willing to break his own rules and then make a fucking meal out of it okay (laughs) i know that this movie doing a godfather quote (laughs) (laughs) it did not work call that dessert (laughs) (laughs) you can have your cake and eat it too you can have your tiramisu but what i will say is how about this we even though it it is not the same audience, but how about somebody calling out his hypocritic his, yes. his hypocritic activities? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. And, and or, and I know that this may predate. I'm not sure. 2012. This came out. Uh, 2011. 2011. People had cameras on their phones and video capabilities. Somebody tapes him in the audience. That video goes viral again. Like you know that he's yes. not. He's on the flip side of it, mm-hmm. which would make him even more appealing to Jack's character. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you have a moment with the news, and they do that. And he's like, yes. yeah, it's tank further now that further down now yeah then like later this when he has the yeah. big standoff with uh al pacino mm-hmm. he can reference that and be like you need me more than 
then I need you. Yeah. But even though that, I guess, ruins the great scene where Jack dresses up as Jill <laughs> and pretends to love him. Uh, <laughs> and also, if we're on the topic of answering your phone when you shouldn't answer your goddamn phone, he is dancing to the monkeys with Al Pacino yes. as Jill. He answers the phone. Don't fucking do that then step outside outside. that was like the weirdest scene like it was just so unbelievable that in um like at the climax of this film yeah he's finally getting it let me tell you something (laughs) i've written for both kids cartoons and adult shit and even kids cartoons would be like that's insane (laughs) that is an insane character move we gotta rewrite that and i'll be like okay spongebob i've not written for spongebob but okay (laughs) they wouldn't stand for that yeah Yeah, there was like no extra like it felt like near the end of this film if they're in my mind they're they're filming this chronologically yeah (laughs) that like near the end they were like no we got it we're we can't change so what fucking count dracula villa are they shooting this goddamn al pacino (laughs) scene in i tell you again it's the set of enchanted (laughs) i know and it's it's so thin in how they maneuver the logistics of I guess the cruise ship was docked in Italy or yes. somewhere Mediterranean. Right. Yes. And then, then he came by. People move crazy, especially toward the end of this movie. End of this movie, the way that people move across land and space and time is like the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. It is. First act, it took a fucking goddamn decade to get from point A to point yeah. B. And now it's like, we flew from fucking LA to New York. York and found you in this bar on New Year's Eve. Before New Year's Eve. Before yes, New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Adam Sitton. I know we're cutting ahead, but Adam Sandler waited with his family for that terrible scene to play out in which his own sister was belittled and bullied and then went in and said the right line at the right time. <laughs> hold on. Whoa. Hold on. No, no, no. Not yet. A Don't funnier, walk up yet. A funnier on, yet. version. Don't walk up yet. A funnier joke would have been that. Yeah. A funnier joke would have been a slight meta. Uh, well, we actually have been waiting for the last five minutes. Yes. So we heard everything you said, David Spade, in address, and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. Yeah. Another thing, I'm sorry, I'm just dominant. No, I just it's fine. Can't, no, no, it's no, fine. Like, great. Every, if you weren't here talking about it, it would just be me being like, this movie was awesome. Oh, no. <laughs> I hate that you told me that. <laughs> We just met, but we are not friends. <laughs> you know, I will, I will live and die by Jack and Jill. I'm oh totally my great. That's the hill. That's the hill you die on. That's the oh hill I'm God. dying on. Good. Have fun. Um, and like the original Jack and Jill, you will roll off and you uh, will fucking yes. you will yes. die. But there was uh, like no references to the actual like lore I, of Jack and Jill. I mean, I was hoping for an origin story. Yes. Truly, if yeah. we're going to talk about uh, the Spanglish universe, I expect no less. But I want to talk very briefly about how I feel. I want to see the stats of how many men, white men particularly, white straight men, worked on this film because the way that David Spade's character is dressed, no woman in her right mind. And let me tell Talk you something. Talk about hip pads. Let me he tell had you, hip pads, Let me tell you way. something, though. Let me tell you something, though. 
something that only you guys know and my husband know about me at this current moment right now. I've gotten back into the Real Housewives. <laughs> me too. Really? Uh, New York. New York is the best. It's so good. I watched it from day one um, when they first debuted and they got me through, I will say, the darkest time in my life um, in the middle of college. Uh, <laughs> so dark. How, how dark, you say? How dark how is dark, it? How dark. So dark that I had to um, I had to take a semester off of school because uh, I was dealing with some inner demons and was just home at my mom's house in the valley watching Real Housewives. And um, so then I took a brief sabbatical, uh, I want to say like seven, eight years from the Housewives and now I'm back. And uh, it's great because um, New York is the best and I just so love good. seeing, well, very briefly about the Real Housewives. Uh-huh. I also watch Beverly Hills on occasion because they were an OG too. Right. And uh, I just binged a whole season of Beverly Hills and now I've gone back to the last season of New York. Oh, wow. And um, a a typical six-episode arc on Beverly Hills is um, Kyle bought a bag she should not have bought. <laughs> and they are relitigating the same argument um, they had three months ago. Oh, wow. A typical six-part storyline on uh, New York is... Um, Luann went to rehab, left rehab, drank the whole time out of rehab, is back in rehab, is mad at her friends for not giving her $6 million to buy a mansion. Um, Spoilers. uh, Whatever. This has been months and months. Um, And... And then <laughs> New York is so juicy that um, there was one episode I just watched where one of the housewives, Sonia, um, goes to the bar at a party. It's always every episode of the housewives is um, centered around one of them is having their night. Yes. And anyone that um, does any shit on their night is not to be trusted. <laughs> that is every single plot of every episode of The Real Housewives. Yeah. So this was Sonia's night. She was on the cover of, I want to say, Paper Magazine. And they're all at the bar celebrating and then um, the camera cuts to Sonia seeing a woman at the bar who's not part of our cast because she is no. not miked. And the woman makes eyes with Sonia and she Sonia goes over there to talk to her at the bar. All the other housewives are watching this happen and they're like, oh, who's that? All of a sudden, her and this woman, Sonia and this woman, start making out hard. Oh. And then, and it's a make out, my friends. What? And then she goes back. To she walks back. The housewives see it all happen. They're like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And she walks back and sits with them. And before she does, all the housewives are like, "Be cool, be cool, be cool." And you <laughs> hear that on camera. Yeah. And she sits with them and she goes, "So how's everybody doing?" <laughs> and and then she goes, uh, and they go, "Who was that?" And she goes, "I don't know." <laughs> And then in her interview, she goes, I thought she was going to give me her business card, but instead she Frenched me. Anyway, and they never cut back to it. That is what happens on New York. Okay? (laughs) People people fucking die. People are getting sued by their children. Beverly Hills is still talking about how Kyle should not have bought that Prada bag. That is what's (laughs) happening. Anyway... How did I get on this David Real Housewives? Spade David Spade. Yeah. So I've gotten back into the Real Housewives, and 
none of those fucking women would be caught dead in what <laughs> David Spade. It is not even good enough for Real Ramona? Housewives. Ramona? Because I feel like Ramona that, that was a Ramona never, dress. Okay. Even Ramona. You want to know why? What? Because it has this weird cutout around the belly button. Yes! So it's like not even a crop top, okay? It is a one piece. It is weird yeah. in like an I, Tanya kind yeah. of way. And he's wearing this horrible blonde wig. Yep. And you could see that they are in the again another reason why i bring up real housewives i know that the straight white men on the set of this movie are like let's do real housewives of orange county with this bitch okay this character because she kind of you know there's a vibe there but they themselves would be like what the fuck is that i've never seen this dress in life before that's so funny yeah sequence dress exist yeah it's like it was almost like a bathing suit yeah it is bad yeah it is bad the only explanation for it is that all of their luggage got lost <laughs> on the way over yes. and um, the costume person had a panic attack <laughs> and or got shingles because of all the stress <laughs> and all they could do, they were in the middle of goddamn nowhere, probably Iowa where there's like a tax break <laughs> to shoot there and they went to the local Piggly Wiggly and they picked up this old uh, bathing, you know, suit. bathing suit slash figure on. skater yeah. thing and they're like, this is got to do we are 20 million dollars over budget because of adam, adam sandler. sandler and they went okay let's do it what should we do about the makeup uh i say as little as possible <laughs> yeah that was like, tanner and call it a day there was like no not a stitch of makeup on him no and like the Buffett of this hair. Was I know just like, he's supposed to be trash, but yeah. come on. Like if you're gonna buy, if okay, so say if, if if we're in this mind of this character, if she owns this dress, she's gonna fucking eat her face, yeah, like as much as possible, like to even yeah. like eyeshadow matching the dress. That makes sense. Listen, I want to also say the other day I was at Disneyland to brag. Brag. <laughs> I am a freelancer and I have an annual pass and. Mama makes her own rules. Okay. <laughs> I was alone, yes. And I was walking. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, that was going to be my next question. So I was, thank, thank you for that. For sure, alone. And I was walking um, toward Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, um, for anyone confused. And I saw a woman with gorgeous Dolly Parton esque hair just hanging out at the park. Uh. Like, hired to God, you know, just like living it up. And she had. <laughs> A face that matched her hair. It was gorgeous. It was a lot of makeup. They did not think about this with David Spade. All right? No woman in her right mind would go to all that trouble for a dress that does not fit her well. I'm sorry, David's fake hips um, and hair that is so done up. And then quit on the face. Yeah, you was... don't quit on the face. You, when you got a face like David Spade... You're already winning. Listen, I never, <laughs> yes, I never comment. He's the very pretty man. He wants everyone to know. I never comment on anyone else's appearance, usually with yeah. like makeup and whatever, because who the fuck am I? I well, look like a confident boy in my everyday life. But it's like, boy? I am a confident boy. That is, that is my physical shape and or a tiny bird woman. That is my physique. And I wear it proud. I come from tiny bird women. You. Thank you. My grandma was a tiny bird woman um you know occasionally a family member will also be a tiny bird woman it skips a generation <laughs> but i am that 
And, you know, usually I don't comment on other people's appearance, especially with makeup, um, because I'm not like, you know, Euphoria season one over here. Oh, yes. But if I saw someone with done up hair and a full sparkly dress and then nothing on the lips, I'd be like, bitch, what happened? <laughs> okay? Did you get into an argument with a loved one? <laughs> I want to know where the bodies are well, because you are giving me mixed signals. Well, don't you think, like, in these male-dominated films, though, like, they're, I think they definitely don't bring the A-game for the makeup artist. No. no. Especially, like, with... Um, they don't think like, about it. Like they Hobbs and Shaw, they don't bring a hair person. They don't, or something, they don't like, think about it. Because they're bald. You know, like, right. they don't need to spend the extra money for that. Uh, well, they have it for the other females, yeah, of course. But I think they're like not as good as like what you would get from like mm. I don't know, uh, like an Avengers or something uh, like that. Uh, Maybe like the hustlers or something. Yeah. Like. I don't know though. I have talked to a lot of hair and makeup women in my day. Again, grew up in the valley. <laughs> Four hundred and fifty headshots. Anyone wants them? <laughs> um, and I, I don't. Four hundred and forty-nine. Oh, <laughs> going on the wall. Thank you so much. Four hundred forty-eight. I, I mean, this is more for you guys in the room, not as an audio medium, but it, it did include an arm shelf. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that. Oh, you have multiple takes. Do you have a sailor version by any no, chance? No, I only have one take, and it is the arm shelf because oh, nice. arm shelf wins everything. <laughs> um, but I will say that I can't imagine any hair and makeup person holding back their skills because someone no. on set is bald. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean. I feel like they all kind of come from the same stock, but I hear what you're saying. Okay, okay. But I also think that you know you can fluff a bang yeah. across the board <laughs> for real. Okay, you know what? I guess I don't know the the nuances of makeup per, per se. I'm just saying like there's the ten thousand dollar level like stipend uh, makeup artist, right? And then there's the five thousand yeah, dollar. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you're stipend. saying. But, I hear what you're but saying. you're saying like it's so basic what you're saying right now. Yes. It's, it's Unapologetic. I have or, been uh, on web series shoots <laughs> that have had more to offer than the set of Jack and Jill. I've been on like something that has never, like we all knew it would never see the light of day the moment we stepped on set, and there was barely any crafty, and yet there was a woman with a bag, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's how you do it." More than Jack and Jill. <laughs> Okay. Again, this would be great for the ba- behind the scenes. Yes. Right. This would be makeup. great. Yeah. I want to see the Game of Thrones documentary about how they made the last season of Game of Thrones, which was fucking incredible. And it had true like character arcs through characters that were the extras that were building props that were everything. I want to see that with Jack and Jill. And I will never get it. And I'm so upset about it. It is. It is. Crazy, because I would like, I, I would think that it was possibly because of like David Spade maybe like came in late, like, and they were like, we gotta get there. There were a lot of day get- players. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, as I mentioned, Dana Carvey, our yes. poor sweet Dana Carvey, who, who, who shall feel no harm. No. No harm not. will ever no. come to him. He's a gem of a person. I'm gonna yes. protect him. <laughs> With my mental orb, um, but he's there. He had Regis Philbin mustache. Yes. Uh, so, so should we talk about the problemat- our, yes. our problematic um, ca- cameos? So, like we've had, as we mentioned, like all the cameos that were great for this film. There were so many problematic cameos oh in this movie. Um, first off, um, can we talk about Bruce Jenner? Who, yeah, oh, who right. was in this pre, film? A pre-transition. Yeah. Yes, uh, which Jenner. I, I would like to think that, like he, uh, uh, like she currently 
but he at that time was probably like pulling out of his hair like in his mind like thinking that this a lot has happened i I would almost argue that this was a respite from his otherwise (laughs) kardashian filled life (laughs) a respite um but i i you know we're catching bruce um at a very um What's the word? I, it just, a lot is happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Torrential waters. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I Comma think this- top, very, a lot of stuff on underneath that we're yes. not sure what's Yeah, going but on. I wouldn't call that a problematic cameo it, as much no. as the, yeah. um, and, and time has not been kind to yeah. Jack and Jill. I would, I would not fault the creators of Jack and Jill for, um, casting these people because how could they have known that oh, Jerry really? from Subway would be <laughs> such a monster? Yes. There's a line in here that, <laughs> as my husband Mike and I were watching we uh naturally filled the sentence by making a very dark joke but he says something like i gotta get out of here this party is blah 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 you know and uh-huh. we were like he's got to go to fill in the blank yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's it's real bad and yeah. and uh i can see i mean i don't again i don't fault them for casting him because he at the time was worthy of being goofed yes. on you know he was the subway guy yeah, yeah. they they kind of like dunked on him a little bit because there was like two women with him yes and they called them uh quote prostitutes even though it should be sex workers and even so you shouldn't even like call them anything (laughs) they were just two women yeah Yeah. he was yeah jill was being catty or whatever yeah but at least like that cameo makes sense so the general idea of like jack's character being a commercial director Mm -hmm. guy and having his version of a hollywood hotshot meeting i could see somebody being like and then he had or a a party and then he has a party and it's all the spokespeople from the different things we've got the shamwow guy we've got this like those are his like entourage vinnie chase kind of people (laughs) um i can hear that in a room and be like i don't hate that yeah that's funny it's a yeah. fun it's a fun thing it's yeah. not like yeah. something to eat like chew on or whatever but i do want to say this so the sham wow guy you know he had he only shot like half of his face yeah uh i'm pretty sure he was like suffering from like a drug stroke <gasps> or something oh, like he has like really? yeah, he only shows like half of his face for for even when like even when they like do he's wide not shots, like, he's, like mariah turning around. carey where <laughs> she makes people switch with her so that she can get shot from one side <laughs> yeah she, on the topic of real housewives that's what she did on watch what happens now oh really, oh, really? She, she made andy switch with her <laughs> Um, so she could be, uh, you know, captured by her right side. Have you seen that video that she posted where it was like from hol- Halloween Bitch, to Crit? Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to that video the day it posted and was like, here I am. <laughs> and like, as a person it was amazing. who thinks that there should be at least that month buffer between halloween and then christmas like um and this episode is coming out on the thanksgiving week um i do not fault her at all i think this was, <laughs> that was an amazing yeah. video and i would, I, I would have that. been let me say i i am so so to back up i have um recently i inherited probably like one of instantly one of my most prized possessions um uh, which is someone gave me for free an entire simpsons christmas village Whoa. And I love The Simpsons. And um, 
I am so eager to set it up and welcome the world to Marwin. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I have been just on pins and needles, like wanting to do it, but it's been so unseasonably warm, mm. or I guess now seasonably warm yeah. in LA that it hasn't felt like Christmas. So maybe this week I'm so, but I'm maybe a little column A, column A, column B with you. Yeah. And wanting to wait, but I'm also like, I want to go to Marwin. No, you should do it. It was like your prize possession. I, I, I give you permission. <laughs> But I understand what you're saying about like wanting that kind of transition into. Yeah. But I feel I've group Thanksgiving so much into just general holiday season stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. I, anyways, and then <laughs> so we mentioned the ShamWow guy. Who, if you don't know, he um, he has a problematic past. He uh, beat a sex worker who was 26, and he was I think around 50 or 40 yeah. in his 40s in his or 40s. something. And um, uh, because. I think she bit him on his, on his tongue and then he proceeds to oh hurt boy, her. Oh and so he's another problematic character. And uh, it was just like such a weird scene because we go from that party scene and like Jill gets upset in that scene because she doesn't have the, her second, her own cake. So she leaves into uh, to cry in the uh, coat room and Al Pacino's there with he, some very dramatic lighting. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, and I know where is that coat room? Like it is <laughs> this weird cavernous. It's lair. more room than coats. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like as much as I love uh, Al Pacino, like his character in this movie is so fucking creepy. Yeah, like he. This he, is one of those ones too where it's like this character character is playing borderline like creepy like lecherous yeah like i don't know what the word would be like he in a real life version he would have forced himself on jill like yes yeah like you know what i mean like it's like but they still but because it's a movie they make him somewhat lovable somehow or like likable but the way he's acting up until that point it's like we're waiting for him to pounce and do something very inappropriate yeah it was it was very creepy and like he pepe le pew that's what i would call it yeah (laughs) that's exact almost exactly because i the first time we see him making eyes at Jill which at like a Lakers game and I laughed really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a pretty funny scene because he acted so well so and again Oscar. Yeah. Instant Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And I guess because I mean it is weird I don't know she, you have the storyline with Al Pacino and her and him trying to romance her. Yeah. You know, and then Jack trying to sort of take advantage of that but then you have this other was his face again the Philippe? Uh, Philippe. Philippe, yeah. Philippe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that being a weird love story for her. And it's good that she has a love story. It just felt like it was kind of competing in a way that wasn't yeah. as simple and straightforward. But that's not what I'm going to get with Jackie Chan. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, you know? if they cut that off, like, it's already like an hour and 30. If they cut out the love story, then it would have been yeah. like an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. New, new pitch. Uh, this is Jill gets her groove back. Yes. And she fucks <laughs> off to an island somewhere and yeah. leaves jack somewhere that else. is a good pitch yeah. that is a good pitch yeah i mean that then to it's me... not like i need to find a man i'm gonna need to find myself type of thing yes because that's what it is it's, his pitch is like he oh he need, she needs a woman or she needs a man she needs a man like yeah, yeah. that's why she's she needs to she's she's always bothering yes. me she needs another man or whatever yeah it's like, nah, fuck that no yeah. she goes on her own damn cruise yeah, yeah. 
But that no, I think that's great actually. Yes. Like, and it's just how <laughs> Stella got her cruise back. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Wow, uh, she I'm gone. again left. Yeah, she just left. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> I uh, raced all the way over here <laughs> from Hollywood. Um, you know, like oh, she brought her headshots. <laughs> I know, yeah, I, I went all the way to North Hollywood. Sorry, I should have. Uh, you didn't let me finish uh, North Hollywood, where my mom still lives. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a great pitch. And then you know, we could just have her be like, "And I'm staying on the cruise forever." And then, and then you have a really fun um, musical number over end titles where she is on stage singing, and I is and it's that, that similar yes. moment of uh, at the end of the Forty Year Old Virgin. This is the dawning oh, of the, yes. and then everybody from the movie comes out. And yeah. they start singing with her. Love and she it. goes, I'm going to be here forever, bitch. Bye. And <laughs> yeah. then we go. What song would they sing? Hmm. My Heart Goes On. Oh. <laughs> no, I think it's something that costs the least. Because <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler's still got to get that still, $20 million. He's got to get that $20 million. It, it, probably, it might be like like an Adam Sandler produced joint so that he can get even more money. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> residual. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, the Hanukkah maybe, song. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's like some <laughs> variation of the Hanukkah song. I don't know. Something I would vote either. Sincerely, this is my sincere vote. Either something that Adam Sandler wrote himself, right. because that's a great point that um, he could get that kickback money, or something that is like so like K Day, like so like so many audiences, like old, young, in the middle, would know and love this song. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything off the yeah. top yeah, of my I can't head, really but think like of anything, you know, Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yes. people love it in Guardians. <laughs> Um, so let's close out our, our dissection of this film with the Dunkin' Donuts commercial, yes. which was fantastic. Talk about musical number. Yes. Yeah. It was great. It. Yeah. I mean, for me, if we're going to bring logic into this, which I'm sorry to, yeah. um, but Al Pacino does such an amazing job in that Dunkachino yes. and he's dancing. He's so great. fucking dancing. Okay, he's, we a didn't very... mention he's a great singer too. Yeah. He's a great singer. Yeah. He's dancing. It's amazing. And then you cut to him and Jack in Jack's office watching it. Which I think he's wearing a gigantic scarf. That's, yeah. that's his, his wardrobe choice. <laughs> great. I love it. And you have that very funny moment, which is a beat kind of borrowed from Billy Madison. Mm. That really great beat when they're in the middle of the academic decathlon on stage and the very serious principal type or dean, he's like, what you've done here, (laughs) you should be ashamed. (laughs) You have wasted our time. You've wasted everyone else's time. Um, You know, blah, blah, blah. We are now dumber for it. We are now dumber for it. I fucking love that speech. It is a great fucking speech and I think about it often and I try to inject the spirit of that into other things that I write and Um, it is so great and so fun. He's trying to reference that similar spirit but it is not working because it does not make sense. If Al Pacino was on set, if Al Pacino saw the script, if Al Pacino did the choreography, if Al Pacino sweat through his costume to perform that karaoke uh, choreography and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to say karaoke. It just came out. Yeah. Um, no, this then, was Les Mis style. He sang it on the he day. He sang it on the day. <laughs> if he did all that, why would he be surprised enough to go burn this? Yeah. He could have said, we're going to win an apple. 
We're going to win an apple. <laughs> if it was a stand-in and it was like, here's an approximation of what... I mean, this is not as fun. Or you have Adam Sandler did it. Jack yeah. did it for him or something. Yeah. was what you're saying. Burn this. <laughs> I never wanted to see the light. Then you earn that moment. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a lot of unearned yeah. beats yeah. like that. I think it was him acting the straight man in this moment, which he was the crazy, like, essentially yeah. yes. bonkers He's the whole time. Yeah. That's yeah. his arc. Yeah. And then, Im- impossibly, we... Zoom out and fade to black. <laughs> in what world <laughs> do you ever see that in a modern movie? That's true. Yeah. That is, we give up. It's time for lunch. We get like a just a, a pin spot, zoom in, and then uh, Porky the Pig comes out. No. <laughs> no. Or we an- just saw Gremlins too. That was no. the ending. Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? And this is when they did it beautifully. And it was because it was like such a slappy parody of all this bullshit. But in the movie, they came together. Do you oh, know it? The yes. David Wayne movie yeah. with Paul Rudd and Amy oh, Poehler, and yes. they're making fun of um, all the rom coms, and it was a movie. It was sort of the the prototype for what we know uh, isn't it romantic? The Rebel Wilson movie that oh, just yes. came out. <laughs> they came together, did it better. I will say it. Uh, I will. That's the hill <laughs> I will fun. die on. But that movie ends where, uh, and the framing of the movie is that they are telling their love story to another couple over dinner, mm-hmm. and the other couple is, I want to say, Bill Hader and Ellie Kemper. And at the very end, they wrap up their whole movie love story, and everyone laughs about it. And then you, with the camera cuts to a shot over Paul Rudd's shoulder, he turns to the camera and he says, "Told you it was going to be a crazy day." <laughs> <laughs> and then it fades out, and it is the most beautiful use of that goofy fucking bullshit I've ever seen because they are making fun of it. And also, Paul Rudd is amazing yeah. in everything. Yes, yes, yeah. And also, his show "Living with Yourself" is fucking amazing. It's so good. And and it is I him acting up so to the good. fucking 10. Talk about dual roles. Yes. Dude, yeah. that's a really great companion piece to this. Yeah. Truly. <laughs> Everybody go watch uh, Living With Yourself after Wait, no, this. Wait, no, no. Go cleanser. watch uh, Jack and Jill first. Yes. And then watch uh, yes. No, no, no. First watch Norbert. 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 Please. Please watch Professor. Uh, Nutty Give Professor. biblical name. <laughs> You show Norbert respect in this house. <laughs> it is my house now, even oh. though it's yours. Wow, we found ourselves in North Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> before not far away from here. Not to really shout out where you guys record. Burbank. Um, before we fully, fully wrap up, can I just... Uh, I have notes that I yes, wrote yes, please. throughout. And I feel like we've covered everything. Oh, we did not cover that there is kind of a funny gag where the kid who tapes things to himself he tapes a salt shaker to his head and then Jill uses it. Opening scene. <laughs> Opening, yeah. scene. Opening scene. Opening it scene. Was, it was really funny. Yep. And the way like she did it was like, she's like, this is not weird. And that was it's, like kind that, of... That's the kind of shit I live for in yeah. Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Um, when she says, Skype, I don't have a calculator. <laughs> that that got you chuckle from me. You know I don't me. have a calculator. You know I don't have a... Um, my other notes include Patino breakdown scene. We've covered gardener racist shit. Yes. Animal cruelty in this movie. Um, pony breaking legs. Um, Price is right. <laughs> Give her a bunch of prizes. That was good. Shaq ham commercial. Yes. Oh, it flew into my bread was actually a funny little was the, 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 was parrot, the parrot, going oh, the the parrot and as predicted parrot goofy shit is happening mm-hmm. and then the homeless person is living in the woods behind Adam Sandler's <laughs> okay. house That's a W-H-O woods um, and uh, you see a very cartoonish um, loaf of bread and the parrot is perfectly positioned in it that was funny you guys think that was subway bread 
<laughs> oh, but they got a kickback. Oh, that's actually, that's really good. It reminded me of, um, to bring the Simpsons into this room again, um, it reminded me of when, uh, principal, uh, principal, Chief Wiggum, excuse me, is giving a tour to Bart's, um, class of the police station uh-huh. and he turns into a, um, diorama of, like the you know different hippies the the like mannequins and uh, the woman hippie is like ha- eating her baby oh, with a loaf of right. bread yes. and it's like looks like mummy has a case of the munchies. <laughs> um, it reminded me of that. Um, so good. I think that we, covered we everything. Yes. Yeah, we did. But there was a lot in this film, and I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, it was I, really good. Um, so let's take a break, and then we'll come back to do our trailers. In the world podcast. Something's brewing at D&D. Wow! Al Pacino! It's not Al anymore! It's Dunk! Dunkachino? Don't mind if I do! What's my name? Dunkachino! It's a whole new game! Dunkachino! You want creamy goodness? I'm your friend! Say hello to my chocolate! <laughs> Attica, who I lucky like? This whole trial is out of sight! They pull me back in with hazelnut too. Caramel swirl. I know it was you. Everyone wants my Dunkachino. Can't get enough of my Dunkachino. Kids from 7 to 17. Lining up for my Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino. I'll dunk a dunk a dunk a dunk a Dunkachino. Burn this. This must never be seen. The World Podcast. And welcome back. Each of us have like a pile of Julia's uh, headshots on yeah. us. I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 Thanks yeah. for signing these. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh my God, are you kidding me? And you guys have all built forts with them, yes, which yes. I think is very cool. It, That's where you live. It was yeah, very yeah. nice. Um, anyways, we are coming to the close and now we're doing our trailers and I'll go first. In a world where... You've seen those funny sketches on SNL. This is a more Michael's joint, Gap Girls. (laughs) But in 2011, we are following Monica, I think that's one of her names, and another girl who are played by dudes. Oh, you don't ask me why, because it was a funny sketch. And then there could be Alec Baldwin, who's playing the boyfriend but now married to one of them and then they go on kooky adventures to the mall that is closing but they're trying to save it because this is Gabriel's slash Jack and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 Okay. Your turn to Oh wow with the pressure. <laughs> In a world where a man has never met a woman. <laughs> he forms an approximation of what that female experience may be and calls this a feminist triumph. <laughs> he cobbles together his best friends whom he pays, so the question really remains, who is his true friend, and decides to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise to nowhere i know they said europe but we don't really see really anything and they don't seem to leave the boat which costs money so i understand and al pacino was free for a couple days (laughs) and may or may not have uh had adam sandler witness him bury a body 
Therefore, Jack and Jill was made. I give you the documentary film that will be a triumph at Sundance and the other Frenchy ones. What's can? Can and all the rest. Uh, it is the making of Jack and Jill, uh, the film that never saw the light of what's this now? It did. It was re- released in 2011. Well, fuck. Uh, it is the behind the scenes of a movie that was impossibly made. Coming this. Oh, thank you for coming in to talk. <laughs> it's my pleasure. What a joy. This was truly uh, a great experience. Do you have anything to plug, Julia? Um, well, uh, let's see. I have, um, I don't know. I got stuff. <laughs> if you are in. Brag. If I've got stuff. Um, if you are in the Los Angeles area. Yes. Um, then you can come to the Lyric Hyperion Theater, um, usually the third Saturday of every month where I host the JP Lecture Series. That is, it stands for Julie Prescott's Lecture Series. <laughs> um, surprise. And, um, I host a panel of different, uh, entertainment industry professionals, usually, um, you know, ranging from writers to directors. And mostly TV, but we branch out into short films and other things. Um, it's uh, something I've been doing since 2016. Um, maybe as a response to the election, not sure. But the timing lines up, and um, it is one of my favorite things I get to do. And um, we've done a lot of different topics. Um, the one that we just did last weekend was um, getting into the studio writing fellowships. So every studio out here, Warner Brothers, Disney, um, NBC, uh, CBS, Fox used to, they may still, I'm not sure, Nickelodeon, Mm -hmm. they have these studio writing fellowships to help up-and-coming writers um, get their foot in the door and get staffed on a primetime show. And um, they're all diversity initiatives, so they are looking for people, uh, people of color, um, you know, women um, or uh, non-binary gender identifying people, people of all shape sizes. Um, And if they're... Looking at you, Jill. (laughs) Looking at you, Jill. Um, And so that was our topic um, this past weekend, but we've also done... um, how do you get a manager? How do you get a pitch meeting? Um, how do you write a pitch? Uh, we did a uh, breaking into adult animation panel twice. Oh and each time it sold out because people are super hungry for that. Um, and uh, coming up in the new year, we are going to be doing a inside the writer's room of Big Mouth panel. That's and that'll be very fun. Um, we're also going to be doing a video game writers panel and talking about how you break into that industry. We're also going to be revisiting the studio fellowships. But this time, instead of interviewing writers who have participated, we're going to be interviewing the people who fucking run it um so that's gonna happen and i don't know it's a hoot so just follow jp lecture series if you're in la it's at the lyric hyperion theater in silver lake um and it is so fun so great it is very cheap to eight dollars if you buy your tickets before 10 on the day people show up with notebooks it is so sweet and great that they like take notes and participate and and i just love it so come to the jp lecture series follow me on twitter and instagram at julia prescott um, I also wrote an episode of The Simpsons that airs next year. <laughs> so you can go see that. Um, and I've written another episode of television. You can just Google me and find them. So, anyway. yeah. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mary HB Win. And then you can follow the show. Everything is on our website at innerworldpod.com. And then next week is the first week of December, and we are going to start off big, baby, with <laughs> Gremlins 2, the yeah. new bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a lady, Gremlin. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> 
Anyways, have a good night. Good